Good morning. I'm reading from John 14, 1-6 in the New Revised Standard Version. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We give thanks for the word of God in scripture, for the word of God within us, and the word of God among us. Amen. You may be seated. You know, I have to say, this is refreshing, isn't it? Yes. Thank you. Linda and Maggie are, are working on this. And, you know, I, uh, Linda came in earlier this week on, on Wednesday as she prepared to do it for, uh, set it up for the Ash Wednesday service. And, uh, we started talking and she saw me carry in a copy of, Oh, the places you'll go. And she said, Oh, how did you know I wanted that book for the altar? And I was like, what are you talking? No, no, no. This is for my, I'm doing the children's message and, and, and for my sermon. And she was like, wow. And I was like, the Holy Spirit does, it works in some awesome ways, doesn't it? So Theodore Seuss Geisel, better known as Dr. Seuss, uh, he published over 60 books, right? 60 books in his lifetime. And Seuss filled his books with funny words and peculiar pictures and lots and lots of green-egged silliness. His final book is Oh, the Places You'll Go. And it was a little bit different from all of the other books that he wrote. This one was Dr. Seuss's final farewell to his readers. This book was the culmination of Seuss's wisdom and experience distilled down into 33 stanzas. Oh, the places you'll go begins with hopeful words of congratulation. As you heard me read it this morning and the readers hear that they, today is their day and they are off to great places. With brains in their heads and shoes on their feet, the reader's told to embark on the journey of life. And the story remains hopeful and light until the reader hears about a place where the streets are not marked and confusion abounds. Suddenly, this cheerful story has turned bleak. And should you turn right? Should you turn left or maybe retrace your steps? In this place of confusion and the unknown, we find ourselves lost without knowing the way out. At the deepest moment of confusion, we are told that we will escape somehow. That we will escape somehow. But how? Now, if you were reading, oh, the places you'll go for actual advice on life, this would be a very unhelpful and unsatisfying answer. 
If you were reading this book and you were actually lost in life and wanting to know the way out of this confusion, hearing that you'll escape somehow doesn't do you much good, does it? You see, one of Jesus' disciples, Thomas, had questions about the places he'd go. Jesus was telling his disciples about where he was going. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also, and that and you know the way to where I am going. These words left the, uh, these words of Jesus left Thomas confused. And so he asked for clarification. Did you guys ever have one of those kids in school that was in your class? That kid that always had the... But how, how do we do this? Where do we do this? Where, where do I find the answers for that? And, and, you know, you have a couple of kids in the class that roll their eyes like, oh, here we go. They're asking a question again. But then you have the other, the rest of the class who's secretly going, oh, thank goodness I didn't have to raise my hand and ask because I don't know the answer either. You think it was that way with the disciples? You probably had one or two who felt like they got it, and then the rest of them going, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness Thomas is here to ask the questions. Thank goodness. We all, we all had those. And, you know, Thomas wanted to know the way. Thomas wanted to know the way. And, you know, Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And it's easy to remember Thomas as just a doubter, right? Remember after the resurrection of Jesus, when Thomas refused to believe unless he could actually touch the, the holes in Jesus's hand and the, the spear wound in his side, he would not believe. Yet Thomas has some very commendable characteristics, such as we see here, and he wants to know the way. He wanted to know the step-by-step uh, path that would lead him to be with Jesus. Thomas heard Jesus talk about the places he'd go, and Thomas wanted to know how he could go to those places too. Well, Thomas asked, and Jesus answered. This interaction, as well as, his, as, well as Thomas's belief, unless the, he physically saw and touched Jesus, earned him the nickname Doubting Thomas. How unfortunate and inaccurate is that? See, to end the interaction that earned him this nickname, Thomas made one of the greatest proclamations of Jesus that one can make, declaring Jesus to be my Lord and my God. An often over, overlooked reality is that Thomas went from doubt to exceptionally deep faith and can be an example for each of us to overcome our own doubts. So where and what are the places that Thomas would go when he walked in Jesus' steps? Well, according to historical accounts, Thomas went quite far. Thomas traveled outside of the Roman Empire and as far as southern India to Mylapore, with some rumoring that he even ventured into China, Indonesia, and Paraguay at different points in his ministry. Thomas is attributed with Ethiopians being converted to the truth, 
Many churches in the Middle East and Southern Asia mention the Apostle Thomas as being the first evangelist to establish their churches, such as the Assyrian Church of the East and the early Church of Sri Lanka. He is known to have preached in Parthia and Persia. He, along with Bartholomew, were assigned to Parthia and Northwest India. At some point, Thomas left Northwest India, though, and he traveled by boat to the Malabar coast, possibly visiting Southeast Arabia and uh, Socotra along the way. He landed at a port called Muziris and is said to have preached the gospel throughout the Malabar coast, ordaining teachers and elders who established the Malankara church. According to Syrian Christian tradition, Thomas was martyred and killed by spear at St. Thomas Mount in Chennai, India in the year 72. A tomb was built for him in Mylapore, India, Mylapore, India, and many of his relics were sent to the city Edessa in modern-day Greece. Oh, the places that Thomas would go. See, Jesus told Thomas, as well as you and me and the whole world, how to navigate through life. Jesus gives us what we need to make it through the places where the streets are not marked and confusion abounds. When we are lost in this place of confusion and the unknown, Jesus tells us, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, unlike Dr. Seuss, Jesus gives us the crucial answer to our question. Jesus does not tell you that you'll escape somehow. Jesus doesn't skip over one of the most important questions in life, how can we know the way? Instead, Jesus gives us all that we need when we are lost in the wilderness of the world. And to be with him for all eternity, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. See, Jesus bids us to come and walk in his steps. He invites us through faith to embark on a journey with him to all the places he will go. And so where does Jesus go? Well, he goes to some very strange places, doesn't he? And he goes to those places for you and you and you, and you, and you, and me. And for all the people who aren't in this room this Sunday, he goes to all the places. And he goes there for each one of us. Jesus came into the world to bring the newness of life to the world. Philippians 2, 7 tells us that Jesus emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. Jesus did this to establish the path to eternal life for us. And after coming into this world, Jesus set his eyes on the cross. His entire life and his entire ministry were aimed at this strange tree where he would shed his blood for our sins. It's interesting to think about Jesus going to the tree, God's first fruit going to the tree to reconcile the fact that man pulled the fruit from the tree. Hmm. 
Jesus goes to this tree, and yet even death on the cross would not be the end of the places that he would go for us. He went to the tomb and then left the tomb empty so that he could be the way, the truth, and the life for us and for the world. Oh, the places that Jesus goes. And because of the places that he's gone, we now know where to turn on the confusing roads of life and in the areas that will inevitably come our way. Walk in his steps and follow Jesus. These are the steps to the cross. Jesus, the way, the truth, the life. Far better than hoping you'll escape somehow. Jesus promises the fullness of life to all who walk in the newness of life through faith in him. As we hear in Romans 6, 4, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Oh, the places that Jesus goes, and oh, the places you'll go when you start to walk in his steps. Let us venture together through this season of Lent and walk in his steps. Let us pray. Jesus, life can leave us lost and confused. Like Thomas, we often feel like we do not know the way. Yet you have come to us to be the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit upon us so that we can walk in your steps through faith in you. And when we find ourselves in a place of confusion, Lord, teach us to trust you. Strengthen us to follow you, knowing that you will never mislead us, that you will never abandon us, and that you are always with us. It is in your name we pray. Amen.